Hi there, and thanks for tuning in to the Four-Eyed Radio Network. You're about to listen to another proud presentation brought to you by Revenge Lover Designs. Stand out from the crowd. For more information, visit revengelover.com and mention the podcast for 10% off of your order. Hi, I'm Eric, also known as Trekkie V47, from the Ranger Command Power Hour and the Starfleet Escape Podcast. You're listening to another great Four-Eyed Radio product. For more shows, check out foureyedradio.com. It's morphin' time! Today on Ranger Command Power Hour. Do you ever have epiphanies that like that strike for some reason in the worst possible time and it's all you can think about? Yeah. So I had one a few weeks ago that kept me up for like hours. Because I'm like, oh my god, I can't believe how simple this is. And I finally figured out the majesty that is season three Zordon's voice. What do you mean? Well, because, you know, they, they had like three different voice actors or whatever for Zordon. They had Fielding, the dude in the middle that no one remembers. And then they had season three Zordon, which is the one everyone usually remembers the most. Because right. he was like season two and season three or whatever. Yeah. So, but I finally figured out where they got his voice. <laughs> and then tonight I was just recording myself and I'm like, oh my God, it what? makes total sense. Where is it? Anyone can do it. You have to mix David Fielding's Zordon and another classic pop culture character together. And when you combine them, you get season three sort on. So you <laughs> you have to remember you have to, you have David Fielding Zordon, right? So you have yeah. to do that. And then you, you mix it with uh with Kermit the Frog. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now I can do uh, Kermit the Frog here. And I can do Zordon from David Fielding. <laughs> when you combine them together, you get Zordon from season three of Power Rangers. <laughs> and then once i realized that i was like oh my god i can't stop thinking about like kermit the frog is zordon wait 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 wait. kermit the frog here hello this is zordon power rangers (laughs) teleport the command center immediately Cause, cause I gotta do the Kermit voice first, and then pull it back down. Like you pull it all the like all the way into your throat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, <laughs> I'm trying to do it, but I'm laughing because it's so true. Wait, this is gonna make great blooper, by the way. Um, <laughs> wait, wait. <laughs> I can't do it. I can't do it. Hi ho, Rangers! This is Zordon. <laughs> well, then it's like, and then I realize I'm like, so I'm trying to get like the the, the inflections and stuff in in his voice, and I realize there are none. Like he is the most monotone, unemotional, <laughs> like emotionless character ever created. Rangers, Alpha. Alpha, the Power Rangers are in deep trouble. If they can't do anything, then they're going to die. <laughs> Teleport them to the command center immediately. Oh my, oh my god! Oh my god! This is the best revelation ever. I'm in tears right now. Uh. <laughs> Every time I try to do it, I'm just picturing Kermit in the group. Rangers. See? See? Anyone can do my voice now. Oh, oh my god. Good job. <laughs> I, it, again, it's just one of those 25-year-old mysteries has finally been solved. 
how did they do that voice? I was like, Ugh. it just sucks because you have to do it in the back of your throat. <laughs> and you can't show any emotion at all. Power Rangers, this is Zordon of Eltar. A monster has appeared at the park. Teleport there immediately. All these things are building up. Sure, they are. And maybe they can point in a different direction. But we can't, like, infer the business decisions of a billion-dollar corporation through small actions. All what we're hearing right now is stuff that has been building up and has been in, in place for a while. If we find out, like, oh, God, the show might be ending, that's not something Hasbro decided last week. That's something they decided months ago. And people were like, well, when are we going to hear about Toy Fair? And <laughs> When are we going to hear about Toy Fair? <laughs> I slipped in a current. <laughs> And now on Ranger Command Power Hour. Ay 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 ay! It's the Ranger Command Power Hour. Today on the Power Hour, episode 153, Rangers Ponder the Future, recorded on February 3rd, 2020. Welcome to the Ranger Command Power Hour on the Four Eyed Radio Network. It's time to range up with your hosts. I'm Eric, also known as TrekkieB47. I'm AP, also known as Secret Ranger Fan. I'm Josh Moore, a.k.a. Kentucky Jam. I'm Ken Glenn, uh, a.k.a. The, at the Ken Glenn. There you go. And I'm last, also known as Chris, also known as Toku Fit. I'm always <laughs> last. Every time, it's been six months, but I'm like, I'm always last on this list. Why am I? The best goes last. <laughs> <laughs> That's not true. That's it's not like true. It's like sag rules. It's like sag rules, Chris. You know, you, you get you get you get the and credit in the opening. It's isn't fun. that isn't that not? I mean, I'm not familiar with SAG. Isn't that pretty much like a here you go check mark like that? Doesn't that? That's not- the most important one is when they do and so and so. Like they're getting a special credit. All right, this episode is brought to you by our patrons on Patreon. Go to patreon.com slash rangercommandph to learn more about supporting Ranger Command Power Hour. Thanks to our $5 and above patrons, Juan S., Steve F., Doug F., Tyler W., Tyler B., Eric D., Jacob P., Steve M., Liz M., Craig M., Callum M., Mason M., Derek G., and Teresa B. for supporting us this month. All right. Hey. Rolling in the money there. Jeez. Hey, we, did we get new patrons or something? Uh, we did. We uh, oh, shout out to Callum. That. Yeah. Uh, wow. Shout out to Callum and uh, Mason for joining us on the yeah, Patreon. Cool. Awesome. Zach is out because he's battling the Miller Lite virus or the coronavirus. No, he's he's got the flu. <laughs> I knew he was the confirmed case in Illinois. I knew it. <laughs> I said it was a woman, but I knew it was him. <laughs> so Zach's out today. We're we're gonna miss him. That sounds so horrible. <laughs> we're gonna miss him greatly. <laughs> no, no, no. He's gonna pull I... through, Eric. <laughs> I know. He's gonna come back. <laughs> I'm just saying for this episode he's out. I'm glad we're starting off on a light note, and we're going to try to keep this light. There's a lot of news that happened since the last time we recorded. The main topic is pretty much going to be the news, some speculation from our title. We're going to ponder the future a little bit because a lot's happening with the news that everyone thinks is pointing in a certain direction for like the show and maybe the brand. We want to talk about those possibilities and we're not doom saying we're not doing all that we're gonna look at the facts speculate and try to remain a, a little bit positive and and hopeful 
This isn't the doom and gloom podcast. It's just, yeah, some crappy things happen, but we're still fans in the end. To start off on a good note, in our first piece of news, Power Rangers Beast Morphers returns on February 22nd. That's thanks to the Futon Critic and Kyle416 on the cable TV forum. Thanks to him, we have the first two episodes for Beast Morphers Season 2. Episode 1 is Believe It or Not. The Rangers are skeptical when Steel says he's found clues that proves Evox may have returned. And then episode two is called Save Our Shores. And that's at the end of February. Personally, I'm excited that Beast Morphers is coming back. I really liked the first season and I think it ended off on a pretty strong note. And just with all the trailer stuff that we saw uh, at San Diego Comic-Con or, or was that New York Comic-Con? San Diego. Uh, yeah. So for Austin St. John coming back, the character of Jason, plus some of the other rumors going around, I'm pretty excited for this upcoming season. Yeah, me too. Me too. I think a lot of the <laughs> hype surrounds it based on the anticipation of all these alleged crossovers, not yeah. just with the Dino team, but... You know, there's the rumor of uh, Dr. K is going to be in it, like they're doing RPM thing there. So I think a lot of the hype for it comes to that. And my only fear is knowing the fandom, if we get a season two trailer, which we all assume we are going to get one here very soon based on the uh, Power Rangers Twitter account, you know, promising big news all month. My, my fear is that if they don't show something new or something more mm-hmm. uh, of those team ups that the fans are going to be like, oh, this is stupid. Yeah, that seems to be the go-to reaction for a lot of folks in the fandom. <laughs> <laughs> no matter what they show. I, I'd be, I would be more worried if they didn't react like that. They could be sending out codes for $100 bills and people would be complaining. I don't... I get it. Like, it, it's tough, right? Because you want to... I'm kind of a person. I like to be surprised anymore. Like, I try to avoid... Sure. You know, I'll get, like, halfway through a movie trailer and be like, okay, I'm shutting it off. I know I want to watch it. Why would I finish, you know? I'm sorry sold. for the spoilers. Um, he yeah. also gets halfway through a movie and walks out too. He's like, I don't want to I don't don't wanna know how it ends. Go home and write my own finish. Perfect. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, it's. I think that stuff. I mean, obviously, you have to promote and, and get it out there and put it in. You know, hopefully, in places where you want to bring in more fans. I know it's like the second half of a season, but it's still. You know, for a lot of people, it could be their first gateway into the the Beast Morphers. Mm-hmm you know show especially with all the past what what looks like will be a lot of callbacks to the past and stuff so i think that'll be it'll be good to get pe- hopefully people will 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 get excited and it will be worth getting excited about well the overinformed fan will be will be pretty upset you know all of us who sure all this stuff they're going to be upset but the thing we need to remember too especially on facebook is a lot of those people don't follow the brand that way, and they're always yeah. excited and surprised. I mean, that 25 for 25 thing they did last year or whatever, like, anytime a new product came out, people were, like, losing their minds over in Facebook, and they're like, oh, my God, this is crazy. I'm like, yeah, we've seen it, like, for six months, guys. It's no big deal. So we have to remember that, too. And I think that's something that, just to keep in mind, the Power Rangers twitter fandom is such a small percentage compared to just the overall i think fandom in general there's like 14 of us out there right (laughs) (laughs) it may seem like old news to us but i think all of us we're super dialed into this stuff well yeah that's the trouble with twitter in general is because i see this all the time and i work in sports and you get so insulated because you're you're hearing from a lot of the same people you feel like you're getting a lot of inside information 
when it comes to stuff because you are in a sense. But your Twitter, I mean, I don't know the exact number of users on Twitter, but it's a just the overall user base is a fraction of a fraction of what it is on Facebook. And Facebook's not even the whole, you might feel like it, but it's not the whole planet. There's a sliver of us that are super high up on our knowledge of all this stuff. And it makes it frustrating at times when, when things get revealed that are, <laughs> when we think they're, they're just like, well, okay, thanks Power Rangers. But... Uh, <laughs> But for a lot of people, yeah, it is exciting. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize that the Facebook had two million, almost three million likes on Facebook, oh. and only one hundred twenty-six thousand followers on Twitter too. Oh wow, I didn't realize that. <laughs> That's a pretty big gap. What's their Instagram count? I think it's pretty high too. But I was looking at some of their more recent posts that they've cross-posted to Twitter and then Instagram. But the interactions they get on Instagram are far more than anything they get on Twitter. Well, yeah, they have 313K on Instagram. So yeah. that's more than Twitter, right? Yeah. Instagram is a happier place, I've learned in the last year <laughs> in general. It's harder for Mamaw to share her weird alt-right memes. That's why. <laughs> she can do it on Instagram. She doesn't know how to do it. But on Facebook, she just can share. And there you go. Mamaw's speaking hate on you. <laughs> Okay, first piece of bad news. Melissa Flores is no longer with Hasbro and Power Rangers. And if you don't know who Melissa Flores is, she was much longer with the brand than Jason. She was kind of like a behind-the-scenes Jason. Like, she was a fan. She had all the knowledge, that kind of stuff, but was more kind of behind-the-scenes and... Really, she came into focus like when she really promoted Hyperforce and she was a big proponent. She was the, you know, one of the go-to creators of that. And so the fandom saw a lot more of her when she was, you know, on Hyperforce behind the scenes during the Q&As and then when she got to do a few of them uh, as well. And, you know, she's been at cons and, and that kind of stuff like Power Morphicon and all of that. But her name is on the show for Beast Morphers, a producer credit on there. And she started all the way back at the Saban Capital Group. She started like December 2007 as an executive assistant. And then with Saban Brands, she was all rising up through the ranks through development and production, where before the transition to Hasbro, she was like the director of Power Rangers content, company brand expert and historian for Power Rangers franchise. And she worked with executive producers and she was heavily involved in the comic book. Anytime you look at the comic book credits right by Hasbro or Saban, uh, you always saw her name in there. So a lot of approvals for toys, games, pretty much anything that has to do with the lore of Power Rangers. And then when the Hasbro transition happened, she became director of Power Rangers development and production. And then ever since last September, she was like storytelling on Power Rangers. So huge resume with Power Rangers and the brand. It was last Monday uh, at the time of this recording that we found out she was no longer Uh, with Power Rangers. And I think her tweets afterwards were pretty positive. It wasn't like a doom and gloom thing. It was more like, look, I'll always be a fan of Power Rangers. I'm excited for things that are happening, that kind of thing. So I think that was pretty positive, but 
overall, when we lost Jason last year, when we lost Melissa, I think more people are taking it harder because they were really like the forward facing people of the brand. They were the ones that were interacting with fans the most. And now that, you know, this transitioning is, is happening with Hasbro, obviously Hasbro wants to bring in more of their own people. And like this, this whole year has been a transition year essentially. So now that they're, you know, in fully con- in control, I think it's just that uncertainty of like, well, who's going to be that face for the fans. And I don't know if we're going to get that type of facing going forward. Like didn't Hasbro just like right around when all this started happening, didn't they acquire, what was it? Um, Entertainment One, I think it's called. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm almost wondering if they're shifting all of the live action stuff over there. Yeah, I don't know how that would work since they have all Spark Pictures unless they're using the Entertainment One resources to kind of boost up their all Spark side. Mm-hmm. That's kind of how I'm seeing this. I mean, I don't know about anybody else. Yeah, when you bring in a or make an acquisition of that size, it's a and just with transition in Power Rangers over the last year in general, there were going to be these kind of cuts that kind of came deep. Mm-hmm. And especially, and it kind of goes back to the Twitter thing, it's a kind of thing that it matters a lot to those of us who are following this day-to-day and staying on top of it constantly. Whereas a large percentage of people who would call themselves Power Rangers fans are like, who? Yeah, who yeah right, right. And that would have been the same case with Jason, unfortunately, to an extent, because you kind mm-hmm. of, you know, it's that kind of insider quality. And I, th- I do agree there would definitely be somebody who feels her role in the in the company, but I, I would be surprised if there's a person that's going to be personally out there rah rah and for Power Rangers and being a fan as well as someone who works on the brand, because that just seems, mm-hmm. you know, it just seems like it would be more I don't know, it's dangerous anymore to try to develop that and cultivate that kind of relationship because it is so personal and people, even though it's maybe a small percentage of people who are really hurt by it within the fandom it's still it, it tends to be people that are vocal or and have platforms that can bring attention to it and that's as a brand that's something you, you're always going to lose people whether it's right because you fire them or because they leave and elect to do something else well too i don't know how common it is in other fandoms to have like some sort of like vocal representative from the inside that talks to everyone the way jason and melissa kind of have you know that we've mm-hmm. known them I mean, I don't know how common that is with other fandoms. So, I mean, they might want to put the kibosh on that sort of thing, and maybe no one's going to want to step up to do that again either. So, I mean, usually, like, in other, I hate to say it, but more, like, professional, <gasps> um, like, <laughs> entertainment franchises. Like, that's the wrong word, but that's, I'm thinking of the whole Entertainment One acquisition and this type of stuff that they work on. It's, like, usually it's just, like, the showrunner. The showrunners usually like on Twitter, like talking about stuff, maybe like if that. That goes about to our earlier point where, you know, Saban played a little bit more loosely with this type of interaction because they weren't a publicly traded company. Hasbro is. Mm-hmm. And there's a fine line that you have to walk when you're a person in that position. So instead of walking that fine line and maybe slipping something out that, shouldn't be you eliminate that type of interaction at all so that risk is zero to leak stuff out or to have something potentially be worded incorrectly 
And two, you want those, you want that hype. You know, I know the way Jason used to hype things up with everyone, and it was great because uh, you know, honestly, the the brand itself, like the Twitter or the Facebook, they weren't doing a lot of that sort of stuff. But to be fair, like he's reaching a small group of people. I, as personally running a brand, I would rather have you know all of that information kind of going from the brand and you know communicating to people kind of the way most brands handle that sort of stuff through their marketing efforts yeah exactly so if it were me that's how i would want it handled and then still have you know some people involved in the fandom you know talking to people but you know i wouldn't personally want the things i do at my job to be handled that way either so i'm not saying that's why she was let go or jason was let go or anything like that but i'm just saying maybe it's a part of a different strategy of handling some of this stuff and and two with acquisitions I worked for a pretty big company, I won't say the name, and we bought another really big company, and it was uh, two major brands that we bought, and we brought some of those people in, but mostly they they keep those people sometimes to kind of learn the ins and outs of the brand, and then you switch them out with the people you want with the range. So, I mean, it could be anything, Uh, so it's it's just all speculation. To your point, I was personally involved in something like that. I used to work for a big national company, we got bought out by another big, large national company and I was part of their marketing team. And yeah, I was there for a year after the acquisition and then got let go because you're merging teams. I was one of the last ones hired kind of a thing. And that's the thing. I think people need to be more cognizant that these are business decisions it's nothing personal it's not like they're like uh how can we stick it to the fans today let's fire you know the person that they know it's not that it's really nothing personal i think ken you've said it best on twitter and stuff corporations are not our friends no (laughs) i know everyone stop holding the hand that has been holding a corporation the entire time hasbro would never lie to us like that what are you talking about (laughs) Me and Hasbro, we go back like 30-something years. Like, no, no. (laughs) Hasbro just has your best interests at heart. (laughs) Trust Hasbro. Love Hasbro. Well, so just to throw a couple things in there, too. So uh, going back to the marketing aspect of things, the problem I've always felt Power Rangers has is you have two parts of the fan base, right? You have us Twitter diehards, maybe that's what we should call ourselves, the Twitter diehards, which make up like uh, 1.5% maybe of uh, the Power Rangers fan base. And then you have everybody else, the casuals or the, oh yeah, I forgot I followed this account fans. And the frustration you see a lot is that 1.5% are up to the date ahead of Hasbro. We already know what's coming out you know, six months from now, stuff they haven't announced. For example, some of the big news they're going to talk about this month is stuff we already know about, like the premiere date, and we're going to get a season two trailer. Like We know that, and we can't be angry that we know that's coming. At right. this point, we should expect that. But it's that, that tricky middle ground where it's like Power Rangers for the last, well, ever has never made any real attempt, or it feels like they've never made any real attempt to try to ever have a conversation with that one to one and a half percent of the fans, right? That older fan base. Mm -hmm. They just don't. And that's where Jason and Melissa kind of filled that void, where you felt like there was somebody listening to us angry 25 to 45-year-old people pounding our hands on the desks and saying, you know, where's my this and where's my that? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> That's exactly so how it's down when I do it too. I know. Where's my, <laughs> my <laughs> collection <laughs> rumpo goat? 
taking a bunch of papers and flipping <laughs> them off the table. But yeah, where's my lighting collection, Robo Goat? <laughs> um, but you know, and also going back to to Melissa and the unfortunate news that um, she's no longer with the brand. The end of the day, the end of the day, the period at the end of the sentence is we don't know. Right. We don't know what their reasoning was. Obviously, some sort of restructure with the company, um, which is always an excuse, the legal excuse to be like, hey, we're going to go in a different direction, and we had to make some tough decisions, and blah, 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 blah. I've been laid off more times than I would rather like to admit, but there's two ways you can look at it. I'm not a big fan of looking at the, well, maybe they just want to put someone else in her role. I'm not a big fan of that idea or even that excuse. And and we'll go into it, Eric, as we go further down these show notes here, as to why I don't necessarily believe that is always the case. I hope it is the case. But to branch off just for a second about some of my fears of all that is so I'm also and have been since I was a little itty bitty little kid, a big fan of Transformers. And one of the joys about what makes being a fan of that brand or a fan of those toys, more specifically, such a treat is that entire team over at Hasbro is made up of people that grew up loving Transformers, right? Like Josh Warden, like the the guy that's in charge of everything over there. He is a, I mean, he's my age. He's like, I grew up on this stuff. I used to watch the cartoon. I idolized it. I read all the comics. I did all this stuff. Like, he's a diehard fan. And I could see that when when I went to Toy Fair last year and we were part of the, like, Hasbro Q&A or whatever. So before the Power Rangers Q&A was the Transformers Q&A. So we, I was kind of, like, floating in the back and you know, they had the, that team, that Transformers team and the suits at Hasbro, like quote unquote, cause they're literally in suits, but there was more of an interaction like with the, the fan questions. I'm like, Oh yeah, this is, Oh wow. Isn't that great? Yeah. Q and a. And then, you know, when you get to the power Rangers Q and a Jason was more of that person. And then uh, we'll talk about it in a bit. Um, but that power Rangers brand team is no longer there. So I just think like behind the scenes, I think Power Rangers needs to get to that point. If whatever Hasbro decides to do with Power Rangers, there's still a lot that they need to do, I think, internally before we get that those same type of interactions that have been, like you said, Chris, cultivated over 30 years. Well, yeah, that's and that's the problem is, or at least the fear is looking at it and comparing it to Transformers, which seems to be my go to all the time now. So I apologize for that. But uh, you know, it's, it's an entire culture, an entire team, and you can see it reflected in the product that comes out. Not so much the story. They really don't have any story. There's like a cartoon on TV sometimes, but their toys are still selling like hotcakes. I'm afraid of what you're going to get in Power Rangers because the telltale sign when you ask somebody working on the Power Rangers team, hey, who's your favorite Power Ranger? And they throw out Mighty Morphin as their Mighty answer. Mighty Morphin Pink. It's like, okay, well, thank you for rehearsing that before you came out here <laughs> because that was the only show you watched. That's the fear, is that now there's nobody that we're aware of that's there mm-hmm. making important decisions, being in a high position. Not that there are, that there's not people there who are fans of Power Rangers. I can guarantee you there are. But are you going to get those, this is my dream job, this is my dream come true job, I put everything into the, my, you know, this project, it's my passion, it's my hobby, it's my life. I don't know that there's any of those people there in, in high-level positions anymore. Melissa... While she wasn't necessarily a huge, and this is from her own words, she wasn't necessarily a huge fan of Power Rangers growing up, it became her career, and she became a very huge fan through her career with it. Right. 
and Jason, you know, was a fan growing up, obviously, and that was, you know, his big thing. And it was it was about doing cool stuff. They had a better reading on what the older fans, the twenties and above, wanted out of this brand than I think anybody else does. And and I think that's evident looking at what mm. we get right now. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm. I really respected what Melissa did for Power Rangers and like we said on Ranger Command Social, we're gonna miss her. And yep. I just wish her the best of luck in and whatever she does, I mean, she has such a huge experience with a children's property like this and, and storytelling. And I just think no matter where she goes, I think she's going to be successful. So mm-hmm. we just want to wish her the best of luck. Yeah. It's a loss and she will be missed dearly and obviously wish her nothing but the best and a brighter future wherever she ends up. Yeah, I, I could yeah. not say that better myself. She demonstrated her skills well with Power Rangers and on a personal and professional level. And I think she'll, yeah, echo that. She'll do well wherever she goes. I think, I mean, you saw it with Jason. It seems like he's yeah. got back on his feet and is, is arguably with a brand that's stronger in the current right. market. <laughs> so, I mean, that just, it's not a knock on Hasbro as far as a talent right. evaluator, but it's just, you know, it's a, it's a testament to his skills and, and his networking abilities and his personality. And Melissa's handiwork will forever be part of Power Rangers. She mm-hmm. she voices a couple of characters in the Battle for the Grid game. She helped make the Shattered Grid live thing happen. The the Kyle Higgins video she had a hand in. Hyperforce, obviously. And the comics. There's also Beast Morphers, you know, being a, a co-producer. That's pretty big. And so, obviously, her place in the legacy of all this will be... No one can take that away. Oh, yeah, she was instrumental in so many of those things we didn't have before that are ongoing, the games, the, the comics. It's And that would be your worry is if that's if if she was kind of the lead on a lot of that th- stuff, is that an indicator that that stuff is... If you think things are bleak now, imagine, uh, you know, the state of things without those awesome things that we all love. Like, it'd be a, a different landscape for us. Mm-hmm. you think things are bleak now read further down the show notes <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay so there's a possibility that chip lynn is leaving power rangers <gasps> so <laughs> yeah. you're gonna do that every time chris <laughs> i gotta get it in three more times i've decided okay so in episode 151 we discussed simon bennett becoming uh the new executive producer of Uh, Power Rangers. So apparently in uh, a video from uh, GalaxyCon Louisville in December, it was an Austin St. John panel and he was discussing his return to Power Rangers and possible departure of Chip Lynn. So the quote is what got me back this year after 18 years of telling him no was normally they would have, you know, their casting agents send my people an email my people would, you know, always forward it to me because it kind of became a joke. Let's see how horrible this deal is. And because they still pay horrible. And uh, this is common knowledge in the world of Power Rangers. And uh, so I looked at it and I was like, nope, not a chance. Well, two weeks later, I get a phone call from the executive producer. And it turns out that the executive producer was a guy who started and was working on the show with me 25 years ago. So I knew him personally. He calls me up and he goes, look. He goes, I know you're always saying no. He says, and I'm getting ready to leave. Like, I'm done. This is my last hoorah. And now he's actually, he's phasing out. And I filmed with him this April. He says, but here's the deal. 
I would love to bring you in. There's one or two other guys on set you know from 25 years ago. One was DP, Sean. Another one was a stunt guy who was there filming forever and a day ago uh, with Alpha Stunts. He says, there's a few here that you would like. He goes, and have you ever been to New Zealand? I said, no. He goes, you should come hang out, man. And he is the only reason. And I didn't have anything else going on that actually paid at the time. So I was like, okay, well, I'm not going to lose money to go. All right, I'll go. And it was under Hasbro. It wasn't Saban anymore. I was like, well, I want to see, let's see what Hasbro is like. Now, we'll give a link to the actual video. There was parts that were kind of left out of that. Pretty much basically like ASJ was, hey, I had nothing going on and the money was right. No mention of fans. (laughs) Yeah, he wasn't like, yeah, I'll do it for the fans or I came back for you guys. It was like, no money. Uh, I got paid. So... uh... (laughs) And and this was at a panel at a convention and he was pretty like, you know, straight up with that. Well, but because it was galaxy con and just being on the ground here, there were probably only three people in the audience. So (laughs) (laughs) we probably didn't know it was being recorded. He really didn't mention uh, Chiplin by name, but really that's like the only producer that could be really phasing out. That would have that kind of process pull. of elimination here, right? Mm. Yeah, one done. Get in the van, Scoob. We solved it. <laughs> <laughs> Any real thoughts on this? Because uh, it, it no. does seem like honestly, I what? don't. This does not worry me yeah. as much as everything else does. I hate to say it, but you can replace a writer. Well, too, he could be it's, on his way out regardless. He could be done. It, there's, there's no context for why he's leaving. I mean, it's yeah. not like he's, well, I'm getting fired. You know, he could, he could just, I'm on my way out, man. I'm done. I got other stuff to do. I've been and doing specs for too long. And I doubt they're getting rid of the entire writing staff. So even if he was gone, someone else who's been there for a while is still going to be there. It's not like they're just picking people off the street and what? like being like, hey, write Power Rangers. Like, <laughs> it's... <laughs> Sure? Although that it feels like that sometimes. I mean, it, could, it could Let's happen, do it. but we I highly a, doubt that. Like, we get a could... van and we do that to people like you. <laughs> Here, write an episode of Power Rangers. What? What? I mean, it yeah. Power kinda, what? It kind of goes back to the whole Entertainment One thing again. I keep bringing that up, but... That is such like a like a wealth of like talent. entertainment people, like talent, writers, directors. I would be surprised if they didn't pull someone from that arena over to help this show out. Well, they have had some writers that they've used on their their Transformers Cyberverse mm-hmm. cartoon mm-hmm. have popped up on writing credits for Beast Morphers, like script, you know, additional scripting by, you know, so and so. Right. So they've definitely been pulling from their wealth of, of other properties and other yeah. companies that they work with. What does this mean? I, I don't know. I mean, I, I will be upfront and honest and I'll put Eric's name cause he was with me, but I mean, we've kind of had a, a lead in that something was going on with chip for, for quite a while now, I think Eric. Yeah. And it was just trying to hammer out like what's going on with chip. Is he gone? Did he move up? Did he move out? Did he move down? Like, so and we still don't have the answer of where he went. The guy is a freaking. He does not exist on the internet at all. Like he has no digital footprint and it's really annoying. He's a genius. I know. Like I really <laughs> wish I would have paid more attention because you can't you like put Chip Lynn and it takes you to, you know, all the different wiki pages and stuff, but like he doesn't even have his own Wikipedia entry. And it's like, what the hell, man? Come on. On one hand, uh, you're bothered by it in a sense that it's this guy who's been associated with the show for so long, but it's on the other hand, it's like, 
what's to stop him from coming back in five years? And I mean, because it's, it's it's not like he's not done it before. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe he is just done. I'm sure. I mean, there's probably if I had to take a stab at it, I would think it's a lot of factors. But you know, I don't know how old the guy is. You know, it, it could be I mean, health problems or something for all we know. I, I hope not. But maybe he's just tired. He's just tired of writing for Power Rangers. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's got a quirky teen novel he's been really working on, and, uh, you know, he just really wants to get that out there and shop it out. I get it. The simplest answer is probably the right answer, so. Mm-hmm. Quirky teen novel. <laughs> swimsuit modeler. A All that time in New modeler. Zealand, he's decided that it's time to start showing off those abs. Close-up magic expert. <laughs> All right, and then to sum up just some other departures, like I mentioned earlier in the show, Toy Fair 2019 being part of the fan event, fan media event, where you sat down, hour-long presentation, all their brands, then you get a tour of the showroom, the the Q&A, all of that. What they called the Power Rangers brand team at the time was Jason Bischoff, Vanessa Fung, who was the product designer for Power Rangers and Overwatch, and Bethany Bramrick, who at the time was the senior brand manager and global strategy and marketing at Hasbro for Power Rangers. So they were the big three faces that were representing Power Rangers at Toy Fair around the toy area for the Q&A and for on stage for the presentation. Well, you can hear that whole audio interview. That's episode 135 of Ranger Command. That was a year ago. And now they're all gone or have moved on. Jason gone. Vanessa gone. She's now like a senior designer for toys and consumer products at NBC Universal. And Bethany Bramrick, she's still at Hasbro, but now she's transferred over to global brand strategy and marketing for trolls. And that was since September 2019. You know, Vanessa uh, been at NBC Universal since August 2019. And What did we mention before? Melissa Flores, she was the director of Power Rangers development and production until September 2019. So all of these pieces have been kind of moving for months now for this transition. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of my point. Like we're kind of like the last to know only because we're seeing the effects of it now on social media when they say, okay, I'm gone from Power Rangers. That's kind of where we're at with that. And I'm not trying to doomsay or that's not what this podcast is about. It's it's about, look, these are business decisions. That This is a time of transition. Could you assume that, you know, all these departures and shuffles and all that stuff, is that because they're totally pulling out of Power Rangers? Sure, you can make that assumption. But... It could also mean maybe they're just retooling things for the next phase of their strategy, if they even have one. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Chris, you were on the Illuminati this past weekend. You had some thoughts on that show, which was formerly that hashtag show. Joe from there has, has moved on to the Illuminati. I don't want to rehash any of that, but maybe just speak on a couple of, of big points that you brought up. Sure. Well, to preface everything, for those who don't follow the business world very much, if you're ever curious why layoffs always happen in in late January, early February, it has to do with the fiscal year. And so the fiscal year runs from February to February each year, not January to January, but February to February. So a lot of times companies make big cost-cutting 
savings, re, you know, reductions, restructuring, stuff like that, at the very end of Q4, which would be the last week of January. So therefore, they start the new year in the books um, with a clean slate and without having, oh, yeah, and this year we laid off this many people. They'll wait till the end of the fiscal year to lay people off, um, mm-hmm. right after the holidays, because, you know, that's, that's great. But basically, we found out when, so when it came out on last Monday, or I guess when people listened to this almost two Mondays ago, that Melissa had left, word had already leaked out earlier that there was some potential layoffs going on off at Hasbro. And at first, it wasn't really pinpointed very well. But as the day went on, it became a little bit clear that the layoffs were targeting the Burbank, California offices. So Hasbro has offices in uh, Pawtucket, Rhode Island as well, which is their main office. That's like their headquarters, their HQ. And then as they've grown and they've acquired more brands and they've been trying to really turn themselves more into an entertainment company that just happens to also make toys, they branched out to Los Angeles, uh, you know, specifically the Burbank area. So what we've been able to gather and what I've been able to gather, and I, you know, I have no problem saying, yeah, I can confirm this is the case. You know, I, I have talked to people actually employed still by, you know, Hasbro, that uh, it basically the they Hasbro moved all the boys toys teams that were currently being housed in Burbank, so like Power Rangers for example, they moved all the responsibilities of those boys toys teams back to Rhode Island, back to the main office. So it's all under one house now. All the boys toys are now under right. one house in Pawtucket, Rhode Island, and in doing so, the decision was made not to bring the personnel with them, so to speak. So not to transfer XX amount of employees from Burbank back to Rhode Island. It became just that you know we're just going to part ways. So a lot of them transitioned to new to new roles, like Bethany Bamrick. She went to Trolls, and I understand that that was a move. You know, obviously she transitioned and joined that team as well as being on Power Rangers in September. And now it's just trolls. Mm-hmm. What happened in August or September of 2019, I don't know. But roles change all the time. There's, I know people at Hasbro, they don't work on just one team. They work on like six teams. And now you're going to see that being the case now too. But yeah, I mean, so it's it's definitely a scary time when you hear that like, hey, pretty much anyone you knew on the Power Rangers toy team last year is not currently on the Power Rangers toy team this year. That's a very, for a brand, especially a brand that's only a year old with Hasbro, that's kind of scary because usually you want to have some people with knowledge or experience with the brand or with the characters or something because otherwise you're, you're pretty much, it'd be like if Ranger Command Power Hour changed podcast hosts every single year. Like you get used to Eric, AP, and Zach, and then it's gone, and now it's you know Chris, Tom, and Jordan. Then it's gone, now it's Josh and Ken and... <laughs> You know, and oh, great! We're the Turbo era. Thanks a lot. Thanks a lot. <laughs> you know, you could be the Zeo. You could you could be the Zeo era. There was Alien Rangers. Don't forget that. But yeah, so I mean, you'd like to have some consistency and someone that can really be a leader, quote unquote, of the knowledge. And hey, this works. Hey, this doesn't work. Hey, we tried this. Hey, we didn't try this. So for a brand that's only a year old, it's kind of scary. And then you have to also take into effect that yeah, they did buy Entertainment One or E One up in Canada for eight times what they spent on uh, Power Rangers for essentially Peppa Pig and PJ Masks and Death Row Records. You can't forget Death Row Records. But we're guessing. I mean, at the end of the day, we're guessing. We have no idea. We don't know. And we won't know until the February 18th earnings call and Toy Fair four days after that. That's when we'll finally get some answers, hopefully. Just from the outside looking in, like, yeah, if, if a company loses everybody on its team and you already know that toy sales aren't where they really should be, and you can see the TV ratings aren't as high as they're supposed to be, or how you know, in fact, they're the lowest they've ever been. 
the mind is automatically going to wander into that dark, doomsaying place of, great, what's the future of the brand going to be? Because right now, yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't look happy. <laughs> I mean, let's, mm-hmm. let's call a spade a spade. Does that mean it's going to end? No, not at all, because let's face it. I mean, this has been Power Rangers MO now for the last 10 years. I mean, the ratings have been going down, the toy sales are up and down, people come and go all the time, but it's scary when you sit there and go, yeah, I mean, it sucks, we lost Jason Bischoff, and it's like, oh, now we lost Melissa Flores, oh, Chip Lynn's gone too, oh, hey, all the people on the toy team are gone now too. How can you remain happy and positive and excited for a future that, right now, the present's pretty dang scary? Speculation, because, again, now this goes back to the marketing side of it, because there is no right. like forward-facing person with the brand anymore. And those who were, you know, no one expects Melissa to come out and be like, yeah, guys, the brand's totally shot. We're screwed, you know. <laughs> like, she's not going to come out and say that either right. way, if it's true or it's not true. After everything comes to pass, sure, she could probably talk about it. but Just wait till the mixtape drops. Right? You know, she'll release a rap album um, and rap about her time on Power Rangers and, and the future. No. So there's no direct-facing forward contact anymore. The social media only caters to the 98, 99% of casuals, which they should because that's their audience, right? That's their demographic anymore. But man, have they got saucy recently. I'm oh, yes. <laughs> yes. And that's been, it's been amazing and excellent. And it's about time because even though, even though there's no information being shared, that one and a half percent of us, the diehard Twitters, we feel noticed. You know what I mean? Like We feel mm-hmm. like someone's paying attention to us. It's, it's like a real person's behind the mask rather than like, another mask yes it's well, not that automatic like forced yeah. to inst- forced to twitter instagram post you know what i mean like it's an like, like, may, person like, may, like may the power protect you and power on and you know like how it used to be <laughs> my, my favorite old post from the old uh twitter was that one time that the intern accidentally posted a personal photo i don't know if you guys remember that <laughs> i do, you know, I do. Like, oh, my shoulders are smoking or something i'm like that that's that's the content i'm here for <laughs> Well, now yeah. it's it's just been so funny when they're like responding to people's like criticisms directly. Right now, it's like, oh, it's Monday. Where's that trailer? And they called it. They were like, look, we have surprises this week. And then, oh, lol, come Monday, uh, midnight, twelve oh one a.m. Everyone's gonna be like, Ooh. and but they were like, we love you guys. But but then it's you know it, it's things like that where. You know, they're starting making memes and kind of poking at... My favorite one was the one where it was, like, Super Power Rangers, Super, like... Yeah, Morphers. Super Power, Super Rangers, Super Beast, Super Morphers, Season Super 2, or something like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but not only that, like, they are engaging with, like, some pretty big celebrities, too. Like, their yeah. little Nas X tweets and things like that, and they're interacting. Yeah. Like, these bigger people are interacting with the Power Rangers brand, and that's what they should be doing. Right. Playing devil's advocate. <laughs> Is it because finally it's about time or is it because now nobody cares what they do? <laughs> no, please don't take that. In please don't take that and run. I'm not saying like, right, oh, right. you know, Hasbro doesn't care. They're like, yeah, whatever. This brand's dead. Do whatever you want to do on Twitter. No, I'm not saying that. It's, it's hypeable. Just... I would have went a lot more wild with a Y if that were the case. Like, it would have been, give me Power Rangers Twitter like the last week. It's up. Like, it's going to get, let's get weird. Let's go. You, you, you tweet out the Dolly Parton challenge, but it's just all naked Leo on, on every photo. It's all naked Robo Goat. Like I'm telling you, man, I can I, I can draw some wild stuff. Like let's go. Whoa. 
calling you out. I want to see it. All right. Or one one of them could be Bobo Goat because he did have that <laughs> that change. <laughs> I mean, I can do Robo Goat any style, any any color, whatever you want, Eric. Veins, no veins. Let's do it. Let's go. <laughs> Like, no, whatever you no, want, no. bud. <laughs> oh, gosh. So... This podcast is rated PG-13 for mildly suggestive content. <laughs> Parental supervision is suggested. So, I think, you, you know, go, going back on track, what does this mean for Power Rangers? I don't know. I think it's too <gasps> early to speculate about, oh, my God, the show's being canceled and... Uh, you, you mean you're not an expert? You're not a self-proclaimed official expert? No, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the thing. You know, we're not privy to the behind-the-scenes executive decisions. And that's why we have a podcast. That's why, you know, there's so many people speculating and talking about it. Yes, it's it's discussion, but... At the end of the day, we don't know, and we can't proclaim that, oh, we have all the answers. We can have informed opinions, but we can't treat that as fact until we actually have a press release or some official word from the actual company that's making those decisions. This is kind of a weird Maybe this is too heavy a, a question. And maybe, and Chris, you're very, maybe best equipped to answer it. But with Transformers, is it safe to say that the toys are the linchpin of the brand? Or, or am I wrong in kind of um, making an assumption? I mean, yes. So, I mean, like, the, the movies and stuff, like, Hasbro gets a cut of the movie, but they don't get all the money from the movies that come out. So you can't say, like, the movies keep it afloat. The movies definitely help it. You know, when you do a billion dollars in ticket sales worldwide, yeah, you know, that means people see your product. So you're going to put product on the toy shelves when they go. But, I mean, Transformers has always been toy sales first. And any time that the toys haven't been there is when they've disappeared. We get stuck in this whole world of patterns. People now expect Power Rangers to be here because it's been here for so long. And you can't necessarily expect that, especially when these things are being made because they're being expected to make money. It's expecting to be a, a profitable venture for a company to continue. When it's not profitable, you don't continue it. Uh, and that's the, the that's the biggest linchpin for everything. If it doesn't make money, you don't continue it. That's a poor business decision to be like, well, you know, maybe the sixth time we'll we'll get back into the black as opposed to being in the red. So right. I mean, that's a scary thing. And, and, and that's what a lot of people don't get when you talk about Hasbro versus like Saban and Bandai. So with Saban, they held on to IPs and then they just made money off of it by selling pieces of the licensing off to different companies. And then they didn't care what happened after that point to an extent because they got their money. And if the brand does good, great. We get to charge more next time. If it doesn't do great, oh, well, we get a chance to revisit it and move it somewhere else. With Hasbro... They are the toy company. You know, they, they own the IP and they are the toy company. They are invested a 10 times more than Bandai or Saban ever were. And on top of that, they have shareholders that they answer to. And they have the, uh, a vision and a, a goal in mind for the company as a whole that they've been trying forever to transform, no pun intended, into a entertainment company, not just a toy company. Because, I mean, the writing's on the wall. Toys and the toy industry, man, it's nowhere like it used to be. You know, the future of toys is pretty much non-existent. You know, everything's video games and, and moving into the digital era even faster than it was the last 10 years. Taking all that into effect and then looking at the situation, yeah, it doesn't paint the best of pictures, 
But like Eric said, we don't know. We can make that informed opinion. We can take the information that we have, look at the history of everything, not just with Power Rangers, but with other brands and other companies, and try to make an informed decision. No one's coming out and saying, hey, Power Rangers is going to end. Just get ready. It's over. But what people are saying is, hey, don't be surprised if, because, and I can tell you from firsthand experience, there are people that are already talking about the, the Kira Major adaption or adaptation it's like are you kidding me right now like the hell's my q ranger first of all and number two <laughs> like we can't go we can't necessarily assume that because we don't know we don't mm-hmm. know there's a chance that the brand you know beast Morphers season two may tank harder than season one both toys and in the show you just don't know and then you go back and now all these people that were in love with the brand and working with the brand aren't there anymore it just it keeps adding layers and layers and layers to this theory that the future is not too bright. Now, mm-hmm. the saving grace, we have that movie potentially coming right. up. So that could be, it could be just, hey guys, we're going to coast until, you know, 2022 or whatever. And then after 2022, then we'll really dig our heels in the sand. That's a possibility too. Mm-hmm. I brought up the linchpin thing. It's like, cause what, you know, I think most people, if you ask them, like the one thing that Power Rangers is supposed to, you know, do right. I'm not so sure what the answer should be. It was, it, should it be toys? Should it be the show? I well, don't know the what the problem- answer to that question is, and I don't know if Hasbro knows what the answer to that question is. They have well, no the idea. First, the first part of the problem is, I mean, it, it comes down to, okay, um, if toys aren't selling well, why is that? Well, no one's watching the show, and the show is a toy commercial. They've got the big problem they have on their hands is, is I mean, everyone goes Nickelodeon, Nickelodeon. And to an extent, I mean, they're right. But here's the thing. You can only get the show on philo that's the only way i can watch it because i don't have basic cable like i i rely on a different service and their nick app is like eh. but how can people watch that they have to wait like half a year to a year for it fully to be on netflix and by that time the toys are already out so it's like this catch 22 the the ratings have been in constant decline for the past 10 years this was a problem long before hasbro and it's not just power rangers that's tv in general just no one's watching ratings are dipping across the board Uh, you know one of the things i i keep thinking about is you know seeing different ratings for different shows the expanse on the sci-fi channel critically claimed a great show what were its ratings? Its ratings were lower than Ninja Steel. <laughs> and that was a property that got picked up by Amazon is now celebrating its fourth season going into a, a fifth season. And so when you look at ratings, yes, there's this steady decline in ratings. But at the same time, it's that Catch-22 is where you're limited with Power Rangers on where you can watch it and where kids can watch it. And the hiatus hasn't helped for 10 years with this brand. So if there was more access to see it, I think the greatest time to watch Power Rangers, and I know it wasn't the best season, but Megaforce, Super Megaforce, that stuff was on Hulu. It was like the next day. It was always available on Sunday. And that's how I watched like Megaforce and all of that. Mm -hmm. And so that partnership, that deal went away for Power Rangers. And then it's like, well, I either have to watch it live somehow or pirate it and i'm sorry i I don't feel great about it but (gasps) (laughs) if i'm the fan and i can't watch it 
but I'm going out of my way to try to watch it. Are kids going to go through all that effort? No. The kids who want to watch Power Rangers, it's like, that's like a flash in the bottle. Well, they're the primary reason you're selling toys to. And if they can't watch the show, Chris, you, your kids are not going to get up at 6 a.m. You're not going to get up at 6 a.m. Oh, hell no. <laughs> to watch Power Rangers. Absolutely not. So as a parent, just real quick, just to, to piggyback on your streaming idea, uh, absolutely they need to do something more with streaming um, and getting that stuff up there. Because, you know, with my kids, when it's t- when they want to watch something, do you want to know when they want to watch it? At like 2.13 p.m. on a Sunday. <laughs> All right? They don't want to yeah. sit there and watch it Saturday morning at 6 o'clock in the morning. And as a parent, you know when I want them to watch it? When they will be quiet and watch TV <laughs> so I can do something else. <laughs> which is not at 6 a.m. for me on a Saturday morning. So absolutely, mm-hmm. right now, the lack of availability of being able to sit down and watch it is definitely hurting the show. And and long-term could be doing some damage to the brand overall. There's factors we probably don't understand as to why this stuff isn't going on Hulu right away or going on Netflix right away and why we have to wait so long. It's a Nickelodeon thing, and that that's not because like Nickelodeon hates Power Rangers or something like that. It's because <laughs> Nickelodeon is is a part of this kind of archaic way to watch television which is cable and they're trying to protect you know their stock i mean they're trying to look at what they can do they want people to buy these cable packages to watch nickelodeon and streaming completely disrupts that and as a part of marketing the top of the funnel here for power rangers is the show and you need to make that show as accessible as you can to as many people as you can because you don't need to be chasing children like you just need to be like here it is wherever you want it, kids. Come have it. I don't think they can do that because they're handcuffed by Nickelodeon because Nickelodeon doesn't want to put their shows on you know, streaming platforms right now outside of this new Netflix deal because they people buy that cable package. And especially a show that they don't own outright. Yep. Mm-hmm. The, the most enthusiastic Nickelodeon was about Power Rangers was that first season of Power Rangers Samurai when the ratings were pretty good or better than expected. They were super excited about it, but it's it wasn't theirs. It wasn't for purchase. And then 2012 TMNT came along, and then it was like, all right, afterthought. Like, you know, we're not going to promote <laughs> you the same way because they didn't. They didn't promote Power right. Rangers the same way after that first season. That It's the top of the funnel, man, and it's not because, like I said, Nickelodeon hates power rangers or something it's just they're trying to protect themselves in this new digital age Mm -hmm. and they're not sure what to do uh in order just to survive their own stuff other than you know just put spongebob everywhere but yeah the the whole model the whole tv world changed basically right after saban brands acquired power rangers and that's what i mean you could probably look to that acquisition and the timing of it is is why you're in the problems that you're having now Saban was stuck in the past, and they reacquired the brand right when the future was happening. And I don't think they were—they weren't prepared for that. I'm sure if it, if Hasbro had their way, or even Saban at the time had their way, yeah, episodes would be on every website, like Twitter, like everywhere. You could get that stuff anywhere. They just—they can't 100 do hundred retweets to watch the premiere. <laughs> <laughs> at this point, fifty, but uh, yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah, you weren't all thinking it. Come on. Uh, but th- that's the crux of the problem. I mean, and still, too, like, everyone's like, well, put it on Netflix to stream. I don't know Netflix numbers. I do know if you mm-hmm. look at some of the properties that Netflix has propped up, like Dino Trucks and things like that, that had toy lines, where are those shows now? I Dino mean, Trucks sucks, FYI. 
try to watch out the kids. No good. No it's good. It's garbage. And I like that kind of stuff, like the, the mechanical type of thing. And, and Ken's right in the sense that even with their own properties, Netflix pours money into these things, and then they go two or three seasons, and basically just and then because of their it. internal data says that people stop watching. I mean, Voltron might have done well. Like that. I, I mean, I remember seeing Voltron toys everywhere. Um, there for a little bit, but I mean, in terms of just longevity, I mean, point at something on Netflix that is a made for kids that sells toys that has been super successful. I mean, Power Rangers could do it there, maybe. I don't know. Maybe the new deal with Netflix might, you know, give uh, Hasbro some leverage if they stay around that long. I don't know, but I mean, it all comes down to I think the the top of that funnel is is the TV show, and you can't get a lot of people to watch the show because you've got a terrible time. Uh, the gate to get to the show is really high because you've got to either have cable or, or something like that. It's just not accessible. So I think that's the first challenge that either Hasbro has to fix or uh, or they might just give up on. I don't know. One of the best things that could happen as far as the, the Netflix, Nickelodeon, all that stuff, if it's would be if it stays on Nickelodeon, and it's part of this deal that Nickelodeon's entered with Netflix is if, yes. if, if if there's some language there that allows for it to, you know, be like a next Go day. next day. Yeah, yep. like that would be, and that would be one, it would be, because right now I don't know if there's any brand that does that with Netflix at all as far as the next day. And that could be for all the Nickelodeon shows. It could be something like, I don't know if anybody else here is familiar with it, but what they're kind of doing with the new Stargirl show on uh, DC Universe yes. and the CW. They're going to, like, premiere it. I don't remember which one's first, but... They're going to premiere it on DC Universe first. Yeah. So and it's then gonna it's going to premi- come over to CW. Yeah, so it's premiered on DC Universe, and then, like, a week later, or, like, a day later, or something something like that, it's going to just air on the CW. Oh, that's cool. So it's, yeah. so it's almost, like, simultaneously, but still staggered enough to Well, and they make do that thing... Watchable. I know they do that thing, too, don't they, where... All the Arrowverse shows drop like after they've been, after the season is ended. The, the on, next, like the next, yeah, season. on Netflix they drop the whole season when it's done. But also you can watch it for free the next day on CWC. Right, right, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. And that app actually kind of works. So. It does. <laughs> I mean, a lot of these agreements it depends on how they're written and what's legal and what's not. But it's not. I don't know. That stuff, if you want to go clean it up and fix it, it can be fixed. It's, it's, it just takes a willingness for everybody to come to the table and say, hey, this is because it would be better for Nickelodeon, too, to, you know, maybe not so much, you know, from a rating standpoint, but just a, an awareness standpoint, because their logo is going to be slapped on every one of those things if, they're, if they get, were to enter some kind of agreement like that. Well, Nickelodeon is on alert now because they're looking at the way like children's distribution is right now and look mm-hmm. at Disney Plus. Like Disney Plus is really scaring the crap out of some of these other places, which is why you see Netflix and Nickelodeon partnering up because Nickelodeon needs a, a platform because building a digital platform uh, is, hard. is really hard and really oh, expensive. Yeah. And so if someone else has already got an install base and the infrastructure to do that, they're going to do it. But, you know, Disney Plus is really disrupting even the things that are disrupting cable TV. They're disrupting the streaming. So Nickelodeon is well aware and has to do something. It's just I don't know how 
fluid they can be right now at this point. They're so big. I, they're, they can't be super agile with it. So it's taking this long, and it could take, you know, literally another two years for them to even get it uh, right. So just power and, just have two years to do that? I don't know. And another thing to add to that, on the Netflix side, you've had huge shows leave Netflix. And so Netflix is scrambling to, they can only do so much original content because that starts yeah. eating away at their profits. It's like every, everyone and their mother has like a streaming service now. And, and so that's why yeah. you see the office leaving. You see, you saw friends leave because they're moving to these other channels. Keep in mind too, that Netflix is in the red. I mean, they've been in the red for ah. years. Mm-hmm. I mean, they, they do not make any money. They are losing money. They just keep getting more and more money from investors. So at some point, at some day, the bubble may finally burst. Mm-hmm. And, and and if Netflix ends up being the first card to fall, I guarantee you, the market for streaming needs Netflix to survive. Because if Netflix mm-hmm. folds, I think that's going to cause everything to fold. Because Netflix is almost like the Kleenex brand tissues, Kleenex. Every mm-hmm. tissue is a Kleenex, right? Every yeah. streaming service, for the most part, is, oh, that's on a, a Netflix thing, right? You know, it's it's synonymous with yeah. streaming. Before I see Netflix fold in, but I could see them, like, acquiring other things. Just I think it, 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 in terms of that, I mean, we're kind of in the weeds now on this, but I, I think what's <laughs> happening is, like, NBC, like, NBC is doing Peacock, which, by the way, the dumbest name for your comedy. Yeah. Uh, I want to see your Peacock. What are you going to go? Well, I'm going to go fire up the Peacock and watch Friends. <laughs> Mom, I wanted to watch the Peacock. But if if that fails, if that fails and the other things like CBS All Access fails, then that's when they can start going, okay, you know, everyone having their own isn't the best way to handle that either. So, you know, that could be another option too. I, I mean, I I don't know if you guys are all streaming service. Oh, I am. I, am. I do Netflix and, and, and Disney Plus. It's like, wow, it's like a whole bunch of Peacock different spellings real quick on the internet. It's 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 like what they're saying now. It's like, um, wow, all these different buying all these channels, all these different streaming services. It's like, wow, I wish there was something that combined them all together. Oh wow, that's cable. <laughs> it's just <laughs> a long ruse. They're gonna resell as cable. It's at the end of it. Welcome to the past. <laughs> I have one question. Can you draw the peacock with veins or veins or no? Whoa, 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 there's oh. an echo. We heard your question twice. <laughs> It's, it's all so double veins. <laughs> I will make I will make that peacock logo like swole go. It's gonna be swole. Thick, thick with two C's. That's right. But yeah, that's so that yeah we got on the weeds on that one, guys. Good job. How do you spell peacock? Well, P-E-A. what party you struggling with? <laughs> Well, I just want to make sure I type this into Google correctly because heaven help me. <laughs> it's well, like P E A C O C K. The bird, nothing else. <laughs> Moving on. The Power Rangers. Put a space. Yeah. <laughs> Children's television so, show. <laughs> so, look, even if the show does get canceled, Ooh. we're not saying it is, but if it did, really, we've been in this position before. Everyone can remember the time between Disney and Saban when we got the MMPR reversioning in 2010. Yes. No. (laughs) (laughs) 
trade. But it was that time of uncertainty in the Ranger fandom where we're all like, oh my God, it's over. Uh, But you know what? Life goes on. And I think the real takeaway is that at the end of the day, we're all fans and that's never going to change show or no show. We're still going to collect the toys that we want. We're still going to revisit the shows that we want to rewatch. Man, Ninja Steel almost killed it for me. I'm just saying. (laughs) I I know it it almost did for me too. Mm But there are so many things that even there's artists out there that are creating art for this brand. There's all the amazing fan film work that's going out there uh, by passionate fans creating their own teams at this point. I think there's always going to be something there just for people's love of Power Rangers that will sustain it. Like it's 26 years and there's such a history to the show. It's, I think you'll always be in the back of, of our minds as fans. If eventually, or maybe it does go away one day, but this is Hasbro. They've, they've shelved properties before to bring them back, you know, for these big revivals years later. Sure. It may take years, but, or not at all, but at the same time, it, it can happen. So, I don't know if, like, sure, if it gets canceled. I mean, will Ranger Command still be around? I don't know. Well, <gasps> you know, will we? <laughs> no, I, but, but I mean, it, like, things things change. Things flow. Focuses change. And all that stuff happens. And sure, like, you know, I hear all this stuff, like, can't, like people leaving and, you know, the brand doing this and what's Hasbro doing there. And, yeah, frankly, it. You know, it freaks me out sometimes because I'm like, look, even through some of the worst seasons like Ninja Steel, in my opinion, it's not fun to watch. But, hey, I can just switch over to the comics and, you know, depending on what arc I'm reading, I can still have a good time. And there's always stuff that's out there, I think, that can keep us going, at least our love and our passion for it. Mm-hmm. But I don't know where my whole point of this was. I, I just think that, does Power Rangers need a break? Does the TV show need a break? Do they need a chance to refocus internally? And, you know, whether they p- pull that direction towards the, the movie, that focus, or, you know, taking a time to reevaluate what they're going to do for the show re-strategize to tackle maybe this streaming problem this toy problem whatever it is i think just as fans we're still gonna we're still gonna be here Mm -hmm. well i think i I would totally be okay with them taking some time off and you know if it turns into a movie franchise i'm okay with that if they come back with an adult show like uh, like a cw type of show or animation or even bringing back, you know, a live action kids show thing. I'd be okay with that. I, I don't know. Like, I know some people are, you know, they don't want it to go away and and I get that, but I would be, I think it could do the brand a lot of good to take a breather and then come back and all that energy and everything is focused on a new movie uh, franchise or something. I'd be okay with that. Well, for me, it's, I look at it from the sense of, it sucks that we've lost these people that we've become familiar with and, and grown you know, to become friendly with. And, you know, it would be weird to lose the show for a year or two. But, you know, like Eric was saying, there's a lot to fill that void. And it, there's, you know, a, a, a brand owner that paid a lot of money to acquire it and has a lot of investment in it. And, you know, the first time we went through this, 
where there's a year gap between you know shows, we'll just ignore the reversioning. You have a a reason to be more hopeful if something like that were to happen than the, even the last time that this happened, uh, because there's a reason to expect you know that they'll come back with something really good or something that they at least feel really confident about succeeding. At least that's my read of it. Yeah. I think, and I, I mentioned this in Discord, so the strength of Power Rangers has always been the start of it, right? Mighty Morphin. And if you really want to get deep into it, and I'll try to keep it really, really compact, but if you are a fan of comic books, or the DC the Universe, the Marvel Universe, what have you, you have the Avengers, right? Everyone knows the Avengers. Everyone knows Captain America, Iron Man, you know, all that stuff. There's a whole lot more Avengers that have come out over the course of, you know, however many years that comic book has been around. Mm-hmm. But where are they right now? They're back with the original Avengers, the Iron Man, the Thor, the Captain America, and so forth. And I think maybe that's Power Rangers' biggest issue is they have an original team. And regardless of how much we may all groan and go, oh, stupid Mighty Morphin, that is the most popular, the most nostalgic, and is always proven to be the most profitable portion of this franchise. So maybe what they really need to do is stop continuing on, because let's face it, every series after Mighty Morphin has just been something that tries to harken back to Mighty Morphin. Maybe just bring Mighty Morphin back and make that the Power Rangers. You know, and you can always use the 26-year history to include a new guest spot character, whether it's an animation idea or a live-action thing. You have a wealth, and maybe it's time to stop worrying so much about who's the next team going to be and just start focusing on the original team, telling new stories with the original team. Yeah. Well, and like, using this entire cast of 26 years of characters to be able to come in and add to the story at any point. Like, well, you well, saw that with Shattered Grid. I mean, that's what Shattered Grid basically was. And how how, how successful was that? It was huge. Yeah, and I mean, I would love that if that happened. Because that's kind of what they're doing with, like, all those, like, CWDC shows. Like, yeah, it's kind of based on the original character. But there's all these, like, side people from, like, the greater lore that kind of pop in. And they're, like, their own thing. But it's still what you liked about it. But when they do that, when they bring someone obscure from the comics or from whatever they're their own lore of many, many years. How exciting does that, like, charge everyone up? I feel like Power Rangers, in all honesty, and I doubt it would ever happen, but going back to the whole they should probably focus on the Mighty Morphin thing, it would be awesome if they turned the whole Mighty Morphin concept into, like, a CWDC-type vibe-type show. That would be... <laughs> but 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 back to Chris's point real quick. The the blueprint for this this exists, and it's called Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and yes. yep. it's been reinvented so many times. But it's the same team. They look different, but they're retelling the same stories and new stories, and with the same exact characters. Like Ninja Turtles doesn't have the same problem Power Rangers does. It's the Ninja Turtles every iteration that it is. It just well, changed the art style and, and adds how, new characters. How and if you think about it, the original Ninja Turtle cartoon series from the, what, 86, 87? It's right. not even everyone's most favorite anymore. You know, the, the one that came out in, like, 2012 is huge. People love that. That reinvigorated that brand something ridiculous. 
And two, and, like they've got their grim dark version, the two thousand four version. Like people love that. There's there's mm-hmm. so many versions, and uh, and Mighty Morphin would be great to do that way. Yeah, I love the TMNT movie, the the one that was just that animated movie. That was amazing. And just this past weekend, I watched the Toys That Made Us TMNT version, and everything that that you guys are saying is right. Like they just keep reinventing the wheel. But every reinvention strikes at at a new segment of who they're targeting, and it's it's brilliant. How many new characters have been introduced into that franchise from these reinvisions every so many years that are now staple characters in the lore that were never in the original series? Mm-hmm. You know, and mm-hmm. yeah, now that that we talked about it, I'm thinking like, yeah, that, I think that is actually the direction Power Rangers needs to go to. To, to come back stronger than before. Oh, get the band scoop. We saw another one. That's another one. <laughs> just circling back to Shattered Grid for a second. Just say that. Just take that as your premise for like an animated series or whatever. Like you start off, you know, whatever you lead in, and and that, and then go into that. Like Lauren, how many people you think are familiar with her more from Samurai or more from Shattered Grid? Probably at this point, Shattered Grid. She was barely in Samurai. Right. Like she's a. <laughs> seems to be a pretty popular character at least within like the you know like the people that are following this stuff all the time mm-hmm. i know my sisters don't know who lauren is because they they would only know like the original but it's it's that kind of thing where yeah you could never add another new ranger for 30 years and just based on what already exists and who's already out there character wise you could do years of of content mm-hmm. and I flesh out every single one Chris, get on that Discord thing you were talking about before, and <laughs> like, let's get this going. Because honestly, like, I know Chris and I were kind of talking about this on Twitter uh, before, talking about you know the 2017 Power Rangers movie and going back and watching that, and you know that's one version of uh, a reinvention of Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. But I, when I think about the characters, like going back to that movie was a little difficult because I think uh, I've really attached the personalities of those characters now to the comics. And just think about yeah. how fantastic taking those characters out of the comics into something animated or even something live action. And, you know, you, that would resonate with, I mean, kids still. I mean, you wouldn't have to do much to it. The comics, in my opinion, are one of the best things to happen in the past decade of this franchise. Because, yes, oh my God, it's Mighty Morphin, uh, blah. But... <laughs> <laughs> but the comics have done more to give those characters fleshed out personalities and bigger backstories into their past than the TV show in 150 episodes ever did for those characters. Yep. No, the comics, still, I would say, are the, the probably one of the best things to ever happen to the brand, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's where I'm at. I, I, I think, yeah, that's I don't think that's an overstatement at all, because it's still incredible how they flesh them out and yet and it still feels so like it, it fits so well into it. And, and it's fresh. It's keeping the brand fresh. I think it's brilliant that they're able to insert this story. And you know, that's, that's attributed to, to Kyle Higgins, Ryan Parrott, Cinna Grace, whoever like writes it and is, is weaving that into those times in between the episodes. That's brilliant to me because it opens up like so much context of what was happening in the show 
And the great thing is, if, if you're a diehard and you hate the comics, that's great. The TV show is still there for you. That's one of the great things about the comics. You can fit it into where you want to in the shows. And I mean, I could talk forever about that, but that's one of the things that keeps the conversation going. And you're telling new stories with the same characters, but they're also not the same because you know so much more backstory to them like even the ninja turtles crossover comic right now it's fleshing out tommy's backstory of being an adopted child yeah it's it's great spoiler (laughs) alert (laughs) yeah well yeah spoiler alert issue three spoiler alert well this episode will be out wait is that this week yes it's this wednesday so by the time the episode comes i guess but some of the people on the panel may not have read it oh sorry (laughs) it's 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 fine i mean it's about tommy i don't give a it's whatever (laughs) you get he's a he's a he's half horse i don't care whatever (laughs) what if he were half robo goat he's still dying a fire i don't care it's Okay, so I'm just going to move on. <laughs> I don't know. You don't have any clip to the die on a fire Tommy thing bit? Come on. No, I don't. I, I set it up. Alley-oop, man. Dunk it. Dunk it. <laughs> JDF watch. <laughs> I go register. That's why he's, so, he, he's so mad. Like, like, every once in a while, like, someone will send me something, like, uh, about, you know, he's upset with the brand and how they're handling it and, and things like that. So maybe... You know, maybe he found out they were going to turn him into half a horse in the team. <laughs> well, Zach and I will be at C2E2, and JDF does have a panel, so Go. I can't wait to attend that one. Ask him. <laughs> so what was your reaction, JDF, when you found out they were going to make you a half a horse in the TMNT comic? And did you know which half of the horse you would be? <laughs> you play that horse in the stable song now. <laughs> oh, God. Um, so I, I think obviously we don't know all the answers, but pretty soon in a couple weeks, we're going to get at least some more concrete evidence or, or things that we can talk about. First off, New York toy fair is coming up in a few weeks. Chris, you're going to that. Oh crap. I am. Yeah. 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 I'll be there. <laughs> <laughs> I keep, re- well, I, cause I have to worry about Valentine's day at work first and that's the weekend before. So that's all I've been thinking about because it's all they talked to me about today. It was, Oh, do you have your plans to play for Valentine's day? Who's going to be making floral arrangements? Blah, 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 blah. And I was like, I don't freaking care. I'll put flowers in a vase and be like, here's an arrangement, 60 bucks, let's go. But apparently that's not the right answer. So, yeah, I will be at a, at Toy Fair. I'll be there Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. I don't know who you're going to talk to at Hasbro. <laughs> I'm, you know what? I'll be there. I'll be in their big little room with the video presentation and the Q&A, and I'll take a tour. And hopefully the tour is more than like just a small little table with uh, somebody they hired outside before the event to wear a suit and be like, this is Power Rangers. It's been around for a while. Beast Morphers airs February 22nd today. Oh, here's a maybe we'll watch, maybe we'll watch the episode and the video, you know, yeah. thing. Maybe I don't know. <laughs> uh, I will say I don't think this is just my opinion. I have no inside information. I don't think we'll get a 2021 announcement mm-hmm. at Toy Fair. I mm-hmm. do not think so. I think it is way too early for that. Do, does do this make Morphicon more interesting now, though? Like, does this make us want to go? No. More? No. Nope. No, no, Ranger Ranger Stop is where it's at. Ranger Stop all the way. Yeah. Really? You guys it, have to might convince me to that one, but because I, I, I don't know. I mean, it, it was it, fun. It was a blast. Like, Josh, you can't go, can you? No, Ranger. I can't go to either one because of work. 
You could get out of work. (laughs) People get sick. People break legs. You want me to create a sporting sporting event down at Ranger Stop, and you can use an excuse to go cover? The problem is UK football is there. It's like literally the first weekend. I think is the weekend of. Telecon and, and then and Ranger Stop is like it is like their weekend after the bye week. Tell them your eye fell out. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, aside from Ranger Stop and New York Toy Fair, Hasbro does have a couple of investor calls coming up. They have their fourth quarter 2019 earnings conference call. That's February 11th at like 8 a.m. Eastern. We're definitely going to get some financial information for Power Rangers, I, I would think. And then a few days later, or like 10 days later, at Toy Fair, during Toy Fair, they will have an investor event, uh, 2020 Toy Fair. That call will be February 21st, also at 8 a.m. Eastern. And uh, the last time they did that, yeah, that's when we found out Oh, yeah, we found out the premiere date, that kind of stuff, whatever. I just think if you're more into the business sense of where you want to see Power Rangers is going, I think we're going to get a much better insight as as to what's going on from an investor standpoint and from a company standpoint on those two dates. Yar. Any more thoughts on, on all of this before we get into our Ranger Nation answers? Hope for the best. Be prepared for the worst. Thumbs up. Yep, that is exactly. That's literally what I was thinking. So thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Great that. minds. Great minds. <laughs> I know. I know. I'm an optimist by just nature. I feel like things will work out how they're supposed to. Ken's just thinking about centaurs. <laughs> um, I, I mean, it's, it's the same. I, I mean, it's going to be thinking about it transitionally. Like, look, I'm in my office full of power and your toys. It would be weird to be sitting in an office full of power, for, full of toys for a show that doesn't exist anymore. Uh, that's kind of weird to think about, but I mean, yeah. we'll do it if we got to do it. So, well, you know, I mean, and, and this is way huge. I mean, Star Wars is way huger than than Power Rangers, but I mean, think about the gaps that Star Wars forever had, and was probably whatever you think about new stuff or, or whatever or the gaps. Like, it was probably better served more so than not by having those gaps in productions. And if Power Rangers does go away, at least Star Trek is coming back in full force <laughs> with multiple TV series. So and if only there was I'm, some I'm other property that might make its way to uh, be available in the U.S. <laughs> I don't know. No idea. Oh, well, we'll have to kick <laughs> that idea around. <laughs> I just, I, sorry, I'm, just, I'm just thinking out loud. Just another note on that, you know, kind of the start, it gets more probably closer related to Power Rangers. Is, sure. I mean, I'm a Digimon fan, and yeah. that stuff, it, it like, <laughs> it comes around, it dies and comes back every three, two or three years. I mean, it's like, you know, just a constant cycle. And, and people, and it's a very, I mean, it's probably a more narrow audience than even what Power Rangers has right now. And, yeah, and it's still- Mr. Peanut. Mr. And Peanut what- did. Well, look at Digimon's doing right now, too. I mean, I mean, we have to be fair. Digimon was on TV the same time Power Rangers was on Fox Kids. Their new series that they've announced is a reboot. Yep. It looks like it's like a slot retooling, but it seems the same characters, de-aged. Now, you want to talk about a fandom right there. They're all mad because they changed, like, two pieces of, of the main <laughs> character's clothing. And, like, people are up in arms about that. So you want to talk about, like, fandom being, like, ridiculing over stupid things. There you go. 
<laughs> and that's anyway, just like three people with with seven yeah. Twitter accounts that are just arguing with each other. So like the last three minutes, we've <laughs> talked about Power Rangers, Star Trek, Digimon, and hinted at another Japanese property. That that's been the greatest 180 seconds of my life. And I <laughs> forced Tommy. And then <laughs> pul- and then pulsating veins. It's horse. It's horse in time. <laughs> Uh, I, well, I'm going to cut this horsing around, and, oh. and we're going to get to our <laughs> we're going to get to our Ranger Nation answers. Can we vote yay or nay on that? <laughs> okay, the next time someone rein it in, guys, you have to pony up. Okay. <laughs> I think some of y'all are putting the cart before the horse. <laughs> hey now. Hey. <laughs> Yeah, we've been writing this joke too long. We need to. <laughs> in our Ranger Nation answer segment, we asked, where do you see Power Rangers going in the three years leading up to the 30th anniversary? What do you want to see? And I want to ask this to, to you guys before we get into our answers. And, and look at that. Ken and Josh <laughs> have already shared their answers on Twitter <laughs> before they knew they were going to be on the show. <laughs> At this point, I just really like to see Tommy like half horse. <laughs> I don't care which end, uh, front end, back end, all in, all horse, a hundred percent horse. I just think that just going in the horse direction is really going to save the brand. Oh, you know? No, I'll, I, just what I kind of said on Twitter. I want you know, I want Power Rangers to to just be around whatever form that takes. Um, and I think it will be, I don't see it disappearing completely. It's an important brand. I think to Hasbro and in our culture, I mean, it's not, yeah, it's not star Wars. It's not Marvel, but, but Marvel 20 years ago, wasn't Marvel. And I think that's Mm -hmm. something to keep in mind too. I don't necessarily, I'm not saying it's going to reach those heights, but I actually don't, I don't think it will ever be that big, but I think it can be bigger or at least be bigger in its, in what it, tries to do and and to be serious i guess fine uh <laughs> I, I i'd still like to see it around and like i said on twitter i just don't know that it can continue as it is right now i mean maybe hasbro did all these sorts of things like extend the nickelodeon deal and produce beast morphers it's kind of like a learning grace period and they really need to maybe step away to figure out what they could do with it <laughs> i'm picturing brian goldner sitting in his office being like we that up. Woo. <laughs> we the bed there. What did we use at this two-year buffer period? Thumbs up. Spend a little money. Just a little. <laughs> but to be fair, I also think, like, from a business standpoint, too, like, hey, man, we spent all this money for two years. I guess, you know, we made a big acquisition. Give it up at the same time sounds weird. Although it happens. It does. Um, I just think that sure. I think what we all thought at the time was they were buying Power Rangers to uh, m- wrap it into this media conglomerate that they're wanting to turn into, and, and you need to have IP in order to do that. And Power Rangers is an established, well-known IP that, like they said, in the right hands could you know be developed into something a lot bigger than what it was before. And I still hope that uh, they make uh, good on that. Um, I wouldn't say a promise, but at least on that statement. Well, there's so much of this, too. I mean, we, we talk so much about just Power Rangers as part of this, but, I mean, it sure feels like Hasbro's still trying to get their act together and figuring out what they're even about and what they're good at and what they can 
and what they need to like outsource and who they need to acquire in order to reach those places it wants to get. Um, and Power Rangers could be a casualty of that. You know, I will. I will make my answer short. Part of me has some weird theory that it they're going to license out the toys and Bandai will somehow end up with the license just because one that sounds hilarious, but. <laughs> Two can also, if you really think about it, actually makes a little bit of sense. Where do I think it's going to be in at the 30th anniversary? It'll be out. I mean, 30, 30 years is a marketable number, obviously. Yeah. So there'll be something out there. Um, even G.I. Joe had a 50th, even though there was nothing for G.I. Joe. How big of a presence it'll have, I don't know. But as the others have stated, I, I would dare say if, if Beast Morphers isn't the last Sentai adaptation... I would dare say if they're doing another one, the next one will be the last Sentai adaptation. I do not feel that Sentai mm-hmm. is coming. Uh, but there will be no more Sentai Broadovers Power Rangers um, by the time we hit the 30th anniversary. I think that'll be over with because it just it doesn't work. It doesn't work anymore. And what's the saying? Like insanity is doing the same thing over and over and over again and, yes. and expecting you know different results. It's like no. So there you go. That's my answer. I think the too long didn't ring mm-hmm. version of. of- Chris's answer was hashtag legacy collection back in 2022. <laughs> <laughs> Apostrophe, the legacy continues. We'll finally get Psycho uh, Pink and Psycho <laughs> Ranger. Uh, too soon. In 30th anniversary, of course, it's still going to be here. In what capacity? I'm not sure yet, but something's still going to be here. They can't pass up the whole anniversary thing. That's like everyone else said, it's marketable. It would be good to keep it around for that long, at least. I don't see it going past maybe one more Sentai adaptation either. It's not really working anymore. I would not be opposed to it going movie franchise only, or animation, or some kind of more adult TV show. Some kind of like weird middle ground between children's and adult TV. I feel like that might work. Either way, whatever happens, happens, and that's what's uh, meant to be. I hope there's at least a series for the 30th anniversary, if not a series, a movie. Just something to celebrate that kind of milestone. And if that's all we get for this franchise, I think we should go out with a bang, no matter what that is. But I think that's a well that Hasbro can keep digging into periodically just like gi joe making a comeback them rebooting transformers movies again there's just so much that they can do which is a strategy for their other properties that they can start applying to power rangers if that's successful great if it's not well that may be it but we'll just have to play it by ear so sean at my name is sean said uh i'd like power rangers to leave nick but i'm not sure where else it would go besides a streaming platform. I like the show to be promoted like it used to be. Uh, exciting teasers and trailers for each episode like we used to get. Stakes-driven multi-parters and annual team-ups. Jeremy Walker at The Jazz Show said, I think, unfortunately, the live-action show will have been nixed in favor of an MMPR-based animated series that Hasbro can shield the bejesus out of. Hope I'm wrong. Void Ranger at OG Machinations. I'd still love for that information that came out re- recently to be wrong, that we'd have Kira Major next and Rhea Soldier for the 30th, since it'll obviously play into the MMPR thing. I hope they bring back as many former Rangers as possible, even if they're not from MMPR. Q Ranger. 
Um, I, I hate those Reassoger suits. I, I don't know. I, I'm not a fan. <laughs> the not thing, I, I don't get it. Orange Ranger videos at Orange Ranger vid says, I see the franchise having grown in whatever direction Hasbro chooses to go. We'll be past the question about TV past 2021. The movie will have released. I have a lot of questions about the future of the brand, but I'm confident we will be celebrating the franchise in 2023. I am too, Orange Ranger videos. Yes. At yes. Sentai 5 said, hopefully no more 20 to 22 episode seasons, even if, if that's a slim possibility. Successful movie, annual team-ups, hopefully original Power Rangers content for other platforms and services, but not replacing the show. A HasLab release, a Lightning Collection, Megazord, Weapons, Morphers, etc. What's the, before we go on, what's what's your all's number one HasLab release? Like, if you could create one. Horse Command Center commands Horse Time. <laughs> <laughs> I want to ride him. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> God. Uh, personally, I, I would just love to see a command center playset with Zordon and Alpha. I, I know playsets aren't big, like a big thing, but I just think in, in regards to all their other HasLab releases, I think something like that would fit well with the Lightning Collection. I want the whole set of six MMPR figures in civilian form with mm. civilian clothing, but the catch oh. is... They also come with a Lightning Collection Rad Bug. Oh, sold. Oh, that'd, that'd be oh awesome. yeah, I, I'm, I'm in on that. Uh, I think I want that. I think that's my answer. <laughs> <laughs> now, I want something. Uh, I'd like. I think like the Moon Palace would be fun. I, I mean, the Command Center seems like the one that if you were going to do one, that's probably like the way that they yeah w- should go. But I think the Moon Palace with all the you know Babu Squad and all those you know kind of the, get those guys out there, and that would be a lot of fun. Anyone else? AP? I barely know what HasLab is, so I'm going <laughs> Basically. to I'm going to pass <laughs> okay. on this question. TLDR, it's a crowdfunding done by Hasbro to create a project or a, a product that they would not be able to get into retail normally. Well, I, under, I understand that part of the concept, Chris. I just don't know what I would choose. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I thought you were saying, like, I don't know what this is, so I'm, I'm passing. Sorry. I'm well, sorry. No, I, I, it, it's a combination of both, Tommy. but Vote for I, thank you. <laughs> and in case I need to sweeten the deal, every time you squeeze Horse Tommy, he goes, no way. And <laughs> that's the only phrase he gets, though. No way. Oh, you know what I would do HasLab for now? Okay, it's just it just hit me. It's like an action figure of Justin, but when you put it in water, it gets bigger. <laughs> <laughs> and greasier, just a lot greasier. <laughs> no, you put you put him in water, and he's got all these tattoos now. Calls you pip squeak and stuff. He's a bully. <laughs> He starts off with like a little teddy bear, but when you put that in water, it dissolves into dollar bills. When he, when he squeezes it, money flies out of his mouth. You know. <laughs> if, if you shoulder check him, something. 
Well, yeah, you shoulder. He does an eye roll. You shoulder check him, and then all of a sudden, he starts posting screenshots of your DMs <laughs> on his Instagram. I don't know how they'll do that, but I mean, Fast Lab. It's gonna be expensive. Let's do it. You have to include like some sort of like magnetic feature, so when he's up with another character that has the magnet in it, he can call them a weenie. <laughs> you'll, you'll go to pick and, him up. You'll go to pick him up off the shelf, and he'll be at the bar. You know. <laughs> well, if you squeeze him enough, like if you squeeze him enough, he'll finally tell the rest of that whole story about JDF beating him up as a kid. <laughs> like he deleted that. So you squeeze him enough, you get to the final cycle, and he's like, "All right, I'll tell you the rest of the story." So JDF used to beat me up when I was a little kid. He's kind of a jerk. And guess what? Under his shoes, there's hooves. It's crazy. And then... <laughs> uh, spin dash, Greg, at spin dash uh, 54 said, my wish, uh, end the annual Halloween Christmas episodes. They get very samey year after year. Just make more normal good episodes. And uh, Sean responded to him by saying, LOL, we can have a Christmas-themed <laughs> episode without including Santa every time. <laughs> Robert Amaya at Robert Letters and Numbers. It's like my Skype name. <laughs> he said, hopefully 40 to 50 episodes in one season. As many as number or episodes that are in his username. <laughs> Love you, Robert. Ken. Oh, sorry. Uh, <laughs> I think this I think this happens every time we do one of these like every once a year that I come in here and do this I get the weird name that I can't pronounce so just get ready for a good butchering uh, Chinu Alturi at Chinu Alturi 97 Q Ranger Adaption huh. Same. I'm for it mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> There's an echo again, and it's just like. Eh, eh, eh. Oh, that's just the chorus of people who want Q Ranger adaptions. It sounded more like the hmm of indifference. <laughs> Angelo Kobe at Supa Ranger. I know it's an out there idea, but I would like to start adapting two Senta at a time, like having season three air twenty episodes through the beginning of twenty. 23 then season 31's first 20 episodes that summer through the end of the year and have 30s and 31's last 20 episodes in 2024 in that structure i'll be honest i'm not sure i understand the question or the the that is like a that's a college level math problem like i'm gonna have to (laughs) sit down draw some pictures if a train leaves chicago at four adapting two sentais at the same time i actually love the idea like if well executed of incorporating multiple sentai because we saw it you know i guess kind of true to the brand's origins but based on how the last time that went i'm, I'm fine never doing that again but, well especially if you're doing them at the same time <laughs> it's like okay so for the first six months we're going to do this series but then hold on we're going to switch to this other series we're going to put all these other toys out and then six months later we're going to go back to that first one again yeah you gotta do something oh. that hiatus i mean it's just sitting there <laughs> nothing's going on <laughs> all right christian Balin or Balin at Christian Balin or Balin 2 uh, had a very poignant and just straight to the fact answer. Um, they said, away from Nickelodeon. 
SSJ Squidward at Squidward SSJ said, personally, I'd have Tokuger be season 28. Instead of going with the usual 40 episodes over two years thing, though, I just have there be 20 episodes for a Tokuger adaption, as I don't think there's enough merchandise to make it last two years. Besides, a 20 episode season would most likely be more consistent, and the people who did want it adapted would have their wish granted. Choo choo. <laughs> uh, Marissa Womack at Thorn Iris Ribbon said, I hope they will be able to air one season a year, no super seasons, as well as having an awesome 30th anniversary special. I would want to see a sixth ranger team up, but if that's not in the cards, then a green or yellow team up would be as long as we don't get another team up that was as disappointing as Legendary Battle, anything's fine with me. Mordo at Mordo 10. Hopefully they have more OG crossovers and no Sentai footage. The comics after GoGo, Power Ranger focus on other teams like SPD, but the one with JJ as Green Dragon Ranger, or maybe even Hyperforce comics. No more 22 episodes and holiday specials, and the movie succeeds. I guess that came in free go-go announcement right yeah <laughs> but what if jj was a pony i'm just saying <laughs> <laughs> by the way i'm going to i'm going to fire up the ipad and i'm going to get you a picture like a drawing of a horse with the green ranger's helmet on it so that when you have yeah i'd be disappointed if you didn't i i, I need that for the yeah, show I, I will get that <laughs> I'm betting this guy would be disappointed too if you didn't. Uh, Eli J. Brony. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's another thing, Hasbro. Uh, my Little Pony. I know it, it, it writes itself. Oh, I got the exclusive. Eli J. Brown one. I am so hoping the CQ Ranger be the next series to be adapted. I think Rear Soldier should be adapted as the 30th anniversary. Captain Cartoon 1983 at Captain Cartoon 2 said, can the Meower Rangers get a cameo? Yes. Sure. Yes, they should. <laughs> yes. I, I don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> at Excel Hedge said, besides a complete set of Psycho Rangers from the Lightning Collection or a video game on the same level that High Moon Studios did for Transformers, Maybe an animated movie of MMPR versus Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles comic or a proper MMPR reunion team up with the current in three years PR team. Maybe a Transformers and Power Rangers crossover, Autobots and Decepticons versus Megazords. Those High Moon Studios Transformers games are pretty good. Yeah, they were. Johnny Young Bosch is in it. There's a connection. <laughs> <laughs> So on Facebook, Anthony Dio said, I don't see it really changing in the next three years. It's become an American cultural icon, the same as a lot of popular characters, Star Wars, etc., although not as big of a following. I don't see it ever blowing up the way it did from 1993 to 1995, but I still see it as a strong brand, and Hasbro knows how to keep franchises relevant, Transformers, G.I. Joe, etc. Ken Lamb, awesome name, Ken, going places. <laughs> Uh, Ken says, was really hoping they'd save the dino theme for the 30th. That's if the Rue Soldier uh, rumors are true for the next season. It's true. Charlie Shield says, I hope Hasbro realizes Power Rangers is at its best when it's doing its own thing and not having 
to worry about mixing in with other franchises. TMNT crossover being the rare exception. Also, maybe not fire anyone else that might be useful. <laughs> astute, Charlie. Astute. Like, yeah, man. Astute. I get all the long answers tonight. Devin Hughes said, good writing. <laughs> Midwest Tokusatsu said, it's hard to tell at this point, but judging by what Hasbro said about bridging the gap between generations, I hope that the tone is more balanced and the writing is improved. Beast Morphers is a good start, but it needs to improve from there. Uh, over on Instagram, Buffaroo said, I just hope the show keeps on being better than Neo Saban was, and the movie is a hit. Power Rangers content. I want to see other seasons have representation in merchandising. Sure, Mighty Morphin sells, but that doesn't mean you have to ignore seasons like Operation Overdrive. Yes, you do. Lightspeed Rescue <laughs> and Jungle Fury. Speaking of other seasons getting merchandise, if we address that diecast collection thing, I didn't know that was a thing, and, and it comes out in like two weeks. Oh, okay, so I forgot that uh, for a news item. But apparently pictures of this were from Toy Fair last year, and I have no idea how I missed that set. The fact that it's coming out a year later, well, at least it's coming out. I've already pre-ordered Me too. it. Same. Yeah, I think it's cool. I'm a trained consumer. That's what I do. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I was like, I mean, that's the thing. Like, I know MNPR sells, and there's a great amount of MNPR representation in that, but I'll support things that have any kind of representation from things that aren't MMPR. Dude, like, we get a Korag in there and a Wolf Warrior. Like, yeah. yeah. That's, that's like the first Wolf Warrior official product ever released, I think. They did release Wolf Warrior as a UK, like Disney UK figure. They did a so repaint. First of... US release of a Wolf Warrior <laughs> <Okay>. figure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I'm even more excited for the potential second set, which in that picture from Toy Fair... It's got Shadow Ranger in Ooh. it. I didn't know. See, I didn't even. I hadn't made it that far down the rabbit hole. I did, I just. <laughs> I just saw Amazon uh, pre-order. Uh, click. That is because you are a trained consumer. Good job, comrade. Good job. <laughs> Hasbro will shine many favor upon thee. So I just want to thank uh, all you guys for being on the show today. It's been a lot of fun. This was a blast, and in the dire nature of some of this news where we think the sky is falling sometimes we just gotta sit back take it in and just have a laugh over it i want to give each of you guys a chance to just uh plug your own projects and social media so ken we'll start off with you you can go get on my cult with uh at creep with us on instagram <laughs> uh you can do that if you want or no don't that's cool uh, you can follow me on Twitter at the Ken Glenn, uh, and I will probably not be talking a lot of Power Rangers. <laughs> All right, Josh. I'm, uh, I'm on Twitter at Kentucky Jam. If you care about University of Kentucky football for some reason, um, no caps. Well, first, thank you, and uh, I'm at Josh Moore HL is my professional uh, persona, and uh, I'll, I'm also working on something kind of behind the scenes a little bit on. Uh, it's lightning collection related that I'm hoping to put out into the world within a few weeks. So I think that'll be a, something that a lot of people listening to this would be interested in engaging with. Nice. And Chris. Hi. So you can find my personal Twitter uh, at Toku Chris. And then uh, I'm part of two sites. Uh, the Power Rangers focused one is a uh, uh, Power Ranger, but it doesn't have any vowels because <laughs> that's a thing. So, um, and that Twitter is a, uh, 
Power Ranger, P-W-R-R-N-G-R, site. And then uh, still a part of uh, at Toku Nation. Some big stuff coming up soon over there. So stay tuned. And AP. I am here, and you can't get rid of me yet. (laughs) 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 Or you can follow me on Twitter at Secret Ranger Fan. I'm sure you already do, but, you know, you can do that. You can find me on uh, Twitter and Instagram at truckyb 47 and as, as one of the uh, contributors for PowerRanger.com. So, Ranger Nation, let us know what you think. If you have questions, you can email us at RangerCommandPowerHour at gmail.com or check us out at RangerCommand.com. We're on Twitter at RangerCommandPH and RangerCommandPowerHour, all one word, on Facebook and Instagram. Once again, I, I want to give thanks to Ken, Josh, and Chris for uh, joining us. It's It's been a lot of fun, and I think we had some great conversation on this topic. So thank you once again, and we'll catch you on the next episode. Get well, Zach. Thanks for having us. Get well, Zach. All right, bye. Bye, bye Zach. We'll miss you. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> and... And recording. <laughs> I was like, and now we're recording. Here we go. <laughs> no, you no, got all that practice run out of the way. Now it's time to go. Yeah. So I did do a hashtag vote for horse Tommy. <laughs> You've been listening to the Ranger Command Power Hour only on the Four Eyed Radio Network. You can catch a new episode every other Saturday. Find us on the Morphin Grid at www.rangercommand.com. Follow us on Twitter at Ranger Command PH. Like us on Facebook and Instagram at Ranger Command Power Hour. Ranger Command is also on Patreon. Become a patron by pledging as much or as little as you like every month and receive cool perks. By pledging, you are helping us make our show even better. Go to patreon.com slash Ranger Command PH to learn more. Thanks for listening. <laughs>